Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. The swift air flight out of Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport to Punta Cana shows it's still on time, so that's good news for those folks. So are they the only ones getting out right now? Yeah, there's still a lot of cancellations and delays on the big board if you are trying to get out of Milwaukee today on the airlines. Check with your airline, as they say, before heading out they to the airport. They always say that. Yeah, right. It could be anything. They've always said that. They've never not said to check with your airline. They always blame the airline. They've never not said that. All runways could be closed, and they'd still say, well, it's the airline's fault. Right. The Wright brothers had to check with the airline first. You know, that's always been the thing, just to make sure everything's running on time. Always love to hear from you, particularly in the first part of this hour of the program on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Eric and I usually try to kick off the 8 o'clock hour with something that we can all talk about together. Not that... Folks don't text us through the day and chat, but... Which is great, by the way. Yes, but we love to put people on the air and love to talk with you. So we're t- just talking about, like, uh, weather is top of mind for everybody today. And I'm like, what, you know, what, how can we engage people on the weather? What do we want to talk about? And you, ha- you had a question that you wanted to ask. Well, I'm just curious if anyone's happy today. We, you know, we always seem to hear about people that are PO'd about it or tired yeah. of the shoveling or can't stand it when they have to drive through this or the plows put the big old castle wall at the end of the driveway, 12 inches in Plymouth, yada, yada, yada. But it, there's, there's got to be people that are content and happy today with the snow specifically. And I'm just curious why that would be. What would be the reason you'd be fired up today and excited about I'll, it? I'll give you a short list of who's happy today. Kids who had school called off. <laughs> and that's particularly in the northern parts. Uh, MPS did call off yesterday. Which is interesting. They made the call for today, yesterday, that they weren't going to have school. Most of the suburban schools appear to have school today, at least in Milwaukee County. But you get further north, Sheboygan schools called it off earlier mm-hmm, today, mm-hmm. about 5.15. It looks like that came through Sheboygan Falls and Sheboygan. And then to the north, they're still going to be get a lot more snow. Marissa said they could get six to seven more inches, maybe more. Oh, yeah. yeah and they, they have school canceled in Minneapolis all the way through the week. They're saying they could get two inches of snow an hour yet today. Yeah, still a little bit of snow. And that's on top of 12 to 18 inches in the Minneapolis area already. So, right. So, on your to your question, who's happy today? I think a lot of the kids. You going with that? So, or, there's that. Plow guy's happy today. Finally making a little money, right? You got to clear all Plow the. Plow guy, salt guy. All right. the parking lots got to get cleared up. Even on the municipal level, you got folks making that overtime that they mm-hmm. hope to get and earning that extra money. And then, of course, you have all the private companies that come in and plow, plow out driveways and yep, yep. parking lots, all that. Question I wanted to ask was because I just thought this, whatever we got here in the middle section, and shout out to Storm Team 4, you know, I know they collaborated deeply, Marissa and Kristen and Brendan and Niznanski all, you know, got together and said, what do we collectively see here so they could come up with their projections? I thought they were dead on. Bullseye. Yeah. I mean, particularly, you know, the north getting the snow, the south, getting southern part of our listening area, Racine, Kenosha, Walworth County is getting just... Ice. And they got a half inch of ice. And then those of us sort of in between that got whatever that was. Mm -hmm. Pellets of sleet or gropple, as they call it sometimes. Sugar, as you said. That's what I said. So my question today would be, shoveling this snow be like? (laughs) And just finish that sentence. And I said, shoveling this snow be like shoveling sugar. It was like somebody came in, they filled up a dump truck full of sugar, and they dumped it on my driveway, and that's what I was shoveling. It seemed heavy. 
It seemed heavier than you'd expect, given that it, it's, it appeared so dry. It was heavy in terms of weight, exactly yeah. right, but it was light in terms of the pellets. Like, it wasn't like that thick, dense, heavy, wet snow that we get, right, that you can mm -hmm. build forts out of and stuff. It was just these the pellets. From the 414, I'm content today... Because I don't have to shovel and I have a plow guy that comes and clears yes. my driveway. And so it looks pretty outside and clean. And I love to look out the window and see my grandkids playing in it. Uh, here's one. Another one. Um, me, I'm a, I'm a day closer to my Florida trip. So there you go. That, that makes you happy today. Enjoy your travels. Some folks engaging on my question here. Shoveling that snow be like really heavy sugar. <laughs> Shoveling that snow be like wet sand. Oh, yeah. God. Bullseye! <laughs> that might be the one. Farmer's happy for the moisture in the field. That's interesting because I I don't know if I'm right on this, but I feel like Farmer's Almanac, when we talked about it with Niznansky earlier this year, I thought they were predicting a heavy precipitation winter for southeast Wisconsin. And we really haven't had that, right? I mean, right. It's been, been a while since we've had like a lot of snow activity. Happy here because I'm in Florida, not Fond du Lac. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks for listening, though, too. Absolutely. Wet sand, but ready to head north and snowmobile. So that's double happy. Mm -hmm. Saw the snow. I, I was up north last weekend, and the, the snowmobiles were out, but you could tell the trails could have used a little bit more padding. And they're getting that now, which is nice. It's funny. You mentioned the Birkebiner, which is that huge ski event in Hayward, what did you say, 30,000 people generally in so the area? I talked to, uh, when I was up last week, I was on the outskirts of Hayward, and I talked to somebody. Greater Hayward. Yeah. <laughs> Metro Hayward. Yes. Good. All right. And I was talking to a supper club owner, and she was telling me that uh, she goes, the population of Hayward becomes 30,000. During wow. that, during the week, so like right now, and they where do they, they put them all? Well, right, and they're uh, in all the Airbnb, Airbnbs across that region. And a lot of them come in early because they want to hit the track, they want to get acclimated, they want to get used to the you know surroundings. Some of them are coming from overseas, and there are tons of events associated with. So there's the big skiing event, cross country yeah. skiing event, but then there are shorter skis. There's a run, right, that's associated with it as well. Just days of events, and I know some years they've canceled the ski event because they didn't have enough snow. And I think, wouldn't it be nuts if they had to cancel because they had too much snow? Right, right. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, they it should be. Sounds like everything yeah, is on. They are good. Uh, I was asking, what are you happy about today from the 608? The middle school musical is a week away. I'm happy school is not canceled because the director might have had heart failure. I can relate to that. <laughs> Both of my girls are in the spring musical oh. at Greendale, and they've had multiple times where they've had to call off rehearsal. Again, yesterday they sent them all home from school. So we had school yesterday in Greendale, but they canceled all after school activities, and that meant for practices and whatever my cheer kid they're at state this week saturday wow. i don't know i don't know that they've been able to get practice this week they normally have like a day off in there so now they're adding stuff from the 715 this plow guy isn't happy about the snow it's not well, it's <laughs> sorry plow it. guy <laughs> one plow junkie who doesn't want to be doing it the snow must be different by you shoveling this snow be like a gift for all chiropractors there you go it was miserable. I it, most times you can get through it pretty easy, or you just have you know you know how to do it, or you throw the snow thrower on and, and and throw it that way. But I shoveled it with my boys, 
and my uh, daughter, and it was miserable, just absolutely miserable. And depending on when, right, I wanted to get a head start on it right after the plow came through the first yeah, time, yeah. so I wanted to get at that if it, had, if it were to happen to be very heavy, and so I was doing it while it was coming down. It hurt your face. Yes, yeah. Just annoying. Shoveling that snow be like a shotgun blast to the face. <laughs> Bird shot. <laughs> 818 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Snow. It makes shoveling difficult. Yeah, I'm not too crazy about the snow. Forced exercise. <laughs> it's one take on it. Forced exercise. Don't want to be told to exercise. You just want to exercise when you want to do it. 822 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Got this from Kenosha Unified School District. It just came into the newsroom. They said, We've had some people reporting hearing or seeing KUSD being closed today via your radio station and TV broadcast. But KUSD is open today. Can you please verify? Didn't hear it here. I don't know yeah. if they were watching Channel 4, and I don't know what TMJ4 has. We whatever, the closures up there. I'm looking here. but It's uh, not... So, hey, Kenosha, it's not on our app, and yeah. we didn't say it. So. We did mention Kenosha what County mean? having outages. Would outages lead someone to think closures? I don't know. I'm surprised at the things people think they hear us say <laughs> all the time. We had a guy the other day, he was complaining about something I said about Punchki. He said, you need to be corrected. Punchki are this, 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 and this. And, I, and we were coming out of the segment of Punchki where I said exactly what the guy was complaining yeah, I didn't say. Yeah. I, I t- actually texted him back. I said, didn't I just say all that? He said, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was in line <laughs> at the <laughs> You're kidding me, man. Uh, so what are you happy about today? For those who are smiling, here's one from the 262. I enjoy fat biking, which is with the fat tire. I enjoy fat tire biking and downhill skiing. The mild weather's made that a challenge. Seeing the snow makes me happy. So yeah, a lot of those folks. Another one here t- saying they like to go to the rock. Yeah, seasonal pass to the Rock. So for sure, smiling today for sure. Man, the Rock was like that's my neck of the woods. So I always like to check what it looks like on the the peak, if you will. And when we had some of those warmer days, they lost so much snow cover that they worked so hard to build up over the years. So they got to be happy. Tim Halbach, I'm sure he's happy today. A meteorologist with the National Weather Service. Uh, we check in with him from time to time. Um, he posted this email he got from a guy named Dylan about a snow day. Okay, what's Dylan got to say? It says, hello, my name is Dylan. I would like a snow day for the next two days because I live 40 minutes away from school and suck at driving in the snow. For example, I spun out on my drive to school and was petrified to drive in the snow. I would also appreciate the day off to play the Madden 23 franchise as I've been harassed about my lack of wins last season. I'm getting my get back this season and the snow day would really be helpful for me. So that's a form of bullying prevention, actually. <laughs> right. What, what yes. did Hallback do about it? So then he said, hey man, I'll do my best, but we don't actually make <laughs> those decisions. Uh, so then he got another, got another email from uh, Vela. Hello, my boyfriend Dylan emailed you. <laughs> I think it'd be best if we had a snow day for the oh, next couple agrees. of days. Oh, she agrees. Okay. He is my right to school, and he hates driving in the snow. And last time it was this snowy, he spun out, and it was very scary. We were late to school, and it still counted as being gone the whole day. I've missed too many days of school due to being sick, so it would be so much easier to just let us stay home. Please take this into consideration. Can't they all hop on the bus? Or do they just not want to ride the bus? Yeah, that's a great Too question. Too bougie for the bus once, over there. Once you're in that car once, you never <laughs> want to get back on the yellow bus. 825 on WTMJ.
Robin Walkershaw on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Vince and Eric, happy because my 2023 Harley-Davidson will soon be on its way. Nice. What model did you get, Bob? Text me back. I'm just interested. I don't know much about him, but I do know a little bit, and I'm interested to see what you went with. And this also on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Now with snow, I can take my toys out. Picture included. You ready for this, E? Oh, yeah. One, two, three, four snowmobiles yep. lined up like they're ready. Sleds ready, ready to, to rock. <laughs> ready to rock. It's no fun when there's no snow on the ground. Yeah, now, I mean, with, this is enough that you can snowmobile not too far from here. I mean, you always see folks trailering, trailering them to up north and right. things like that. So this morning... We got to talking, okay, well, who's up early this morning? Who could we connect with who's had to deal with the snow up north, right? Up up in some of the areas where there's more snow than we have here in Milwaukee. Yeah, I texted my brother this morning. He lives in Green Bay, and I'm like, what's your snow situation? Because we had heard they could be you know, in line for maybe two feet. Yeah, yeah. And he said when he came out this morning on his driveway, part of it was dry pavement, and the other part of it was an 18-inch snowdrift. It was so windy <laughs> that they were still getting snow, but they were more in line as well. So we wanted some further verification. Yeah, so put the call out. Greg Pancake Hill reached out to a bunch of different places, and he connected with a woman named Laura who runs the bar at Brewski's on Broadway in Green Bay. If you know Broadway Street in downtown Green Bay... Man, it's a perfect spot for the kind of bar that opens at 6 a.m., right? You got shift workers coming off. There's, yes. I don't know if it's still there, but there's a canning plant that I think is on Broadway. Okay. And then you've got a couple of the paper mills that are still active. So you've got a lot of folks who would be coming off that third shift. Yeah, so we figured, let's give them a holler. So Greg did. I told you they'd be open. And it was 6.20 in the morning, and here's what Laura told us about being open that early on a snowy, snowy day in Green Bay. I live right about two blocks from Lambeau and uh, got up and shoveled out. The plows came through, got out, shoveled out the driveway again. Plows came through again, shoveled out, and then they came through again. And I was about, that third time, about up to my, about my hips. And oh. shoveling out. But I just got a customer in, so somebody else made it through. Yes! Yes! <laughs> who's, who's in there, Laura? He, One of your regulars? And, and he shoveled out my street so you could get in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you want the bar to open, you got to shovel Laura out. So you opened at, you opened at 6 a, is that right? It, it, 6 a.m., 365 days. Wow. <laughs> so if folks don't know Green Bay, so Brewski's there on Broadway. You're probably a couple miles from the stadium. Is that about right, Laura? It, yes. Yeah. So regular, and one of the reasons I thought to have Greg call you this morning was, like, man, there are 6 a.m. bars yeah, all over Green shifters. Bay. So, right. You, and I, I'm for sure somebody's going to be open. Like, can you remember the last time you didn't make it in? I, you know what? I don't think I've ever not made it in. There's been a couple times it might have been a few minutes late, but I was I was here five minutes before six. <laughs> who's who's your regular in there with you this morning? <laughs> His name's Little John. <laughs> yeah, it yes, is. it is. So the the Miller it's High uh, Life has been ordered. The Miller High Life's ordered, but he's drinking a Bush Light. Okay. No, all right. Um, listen, I. I don't know Lil John, but I'm I'm guessing he's not little. Uh, he actually is. Oh yes. <laughs> Sometimes it works out that way. So, do you anticipate a, a standard day today? Will Will everyone still make it in, or will this be a little slower? 
you know, we're all, we're all from Wisconsin, and everybody loves the snow. Everybody's got to come and play. That's uh, Laura at Brewski's on Broadway <laughs> favorite, in Green Bay. My favorite today moment was right there, talking sure. to Laura. Did I, have, did, I, did I call that right? <laughs> Somebody's going to be open up there. I know. I lived there for four years. Customer rolling in around quarter after six, 620, and here we go. I was off on Little John. I thought for sure Little John was 400 pounds, right? And they called him Little John. Right. Right? Everybody knows that guy that they oh, called Little absolutely. somebody, but he's not Little. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, mean, I got a picture of what Little John looks like. I love that. No, actually, he is Little. Oh, how about new, that? New friend of the show. You're going to hear from Laura sure. again. Absolutely. You can hear dude in the background, too, squawking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell him I've got a bush light. Bush light. Bush. S- solid pull for 6, 10 a.m. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just want to touch briefly on this story out of Orlando that you've been hearing about today. Actually, greater Orlando. But that area where a TV reporter was shot and killed among two or four people who were shot in all. A nine-year-old child was also shot to death. A photographer, photojournalist as we sometimes call him, who was part of that TV crew with the reporter, was critically injured, shot as well. And then there was a shooting from earlier in the day that all these news crews were there investigating. So two dead, including a TV reporter. And it's just a bizarre situation. They were responding to what I think was a morning shooting. Right, Eric? Someone yes, was shot and killed in the morning. Earlier that day at that scene. So then they were there in an unmarked TV Squad or squad, a vehicle like yeah, car, off, yeah, and that's fairly normal, by the way. Oftentimes, you have the big vans with like the the call letters on the sign, yeah, on the satellite side, dish but, or yeah. a you know microwave right frequency thing up on the top. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not unheard of, of. It's not unheard of to be sent someplace where you're not doing something live at that moment, where you just be in an unmarked car. No, that they're working, and actually, yeah. it's it's funny. In in the years that I was in TV news, we would go back and forth between whether or not you wanted marked vehicles. So. When I started in the business in the mid-90s, it was like, make them clown car as possible. Put your logo all over it, and you know, so everybody knows you're on the scene. Yeah, DMJ4 is on the scene. you know. And then they went to this, well, sometimes that makes people uncomfortable, and sometimes it makes you more conspicuous mm-hmm. than you want to be. Turns the spotlight on. Right. Let's not do that. Let's make them just sort of plain-looking cars. And then we sort of go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So in this particular case, right, they weren't in a marked-up car. They were just a reporter and photographer sitting in the car doing their work, and according to another crew that was on scene there, another reporting crew, this guy walked up, just walked up to the car and shot them both. And one of the the reporter was killed, the photojournalist critically injured. Mm-hmm. Don't have an update on his condition this morning. Well, then, and then he shot a mother and daughter, and there's no connection to the mom or the daughter either. And this guy's under arrest, so they have him. Nine-year-old kid. Can't make any sense of that. Just from a former TV reporter standpoint about being in places and crime scenes, I mean, this didn't. This is broad daylight. I mean, we were, I was sent when I was particularly on the night shift for TMJ four, so you were coming about one one thirty, and you're there through the ten o'clock news, mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. doing live shots. And very often, you know, I might have worked on a story earlier in the day and had a taped piece that was at ten o'clock, or was getting set to do something in the studio or in the newsroom or whatever, and it'd be eight thirty nine o'clock, and you know Tony, right? Our guy oh, Tony yeah. Aria. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Very understated assignment manager, like consummate pro. He's the guy who listens to the scanners and answers the phones 
and briefs everybody on the news of the day, sends crews out, super tough job. But Tony was just had a way of saying things. But, you know, I'd be there working on something else, 8.30, 9 o'clock. You'd be like, yeah, Vinny, uh, got this report. Not sure if it's anything. Sounds like a couple of guys shot, you know, 20th and whatever, you know, you I'm going to swing by and just check that out. I'd be like, not really. No. <laughs> going <laughs> no, to a murder scene. I want to go away from there. And who wouldn't? Right. But, right. But we would go and there would be, you know, by the time we got there, usually there were police who had the area closed off. And then you see the scenes that you always see on the news with the crime tape up and reporters standing there and police doing their work behind you. But I just, I thought of that as it's entirely natural for so many reporting and journalism crews to be on the scene Correct, where yeah. something terrible happened. And in this place, it doesn't sound like they were specifically targeted, but they were still in a place where there was a dangerous person walking around. I feel like we have seen a little bit of a change in where these live shots with reporters, where they're standing than before. Like back in the day, would be anywhere at any time. But then we had that that um, awful attack of a, a TV reporter. I think that was on the East Coast where she was killed while she was doing her stand-up. Was on live TV yeah. and attacked. So I think after that, rightfully so, there was some security measures taking place about, you know, the safety of where you're putting people when they're doing their job. But then also like, okay, when it's unbelievably frigid cold, when it's 80, you know, wind chills of 80 below, okay, don't need to send the reporter out on that. Like you can do the same newscast while being in the garage area or inside someplace. So I've seen that pulled back a little bit. Not when it's snowing. They still send them out when it's snowing. For sure. Um, and same with hurricanes. You don't see it as much with hurricanes anymore either. I feel like the companies are starting to realize you don't need to necessarily put everyone in harm's way, or at least you can lower the odds. That's another thing that, and, and very astute observation on, on your part, because you're absolutely right. You are seeing that. And that's another thing that sort of has gone back and forth during my 20 plus years in TV is you'd have different ideas about that. The some management groups would come in and they would be like, we got to be live. We got to be live wherever. Yeah. You know, and if it's cold, you're going to be out in it. And if it's hurricane, we want people want to see you there live. And then others would have the exact opposite idea and more rational approach of why would I send you to stand in a hurricane? That's so dangerous. You're endangering your life. So you tell everyone else how dangerous it to is. To stay inside, exactly, and to not come here. Even to the point of, you know, why do you have to be live out in front of a building that's been closed for six hours just for the sake of saying we're live like here. outside city hall where yes. something will happen six hours from now so it just you know largely depends on sort of you sort of see things trend and a lot of the same news organizations will have the same ideas about that they just it's one of those things like fashion things fall out of fashion and then they go back into fashion but i do think earnestly some employers and large media groups have started to focus on safety of people as we all sort of have as things have shifted last 10 15 years well you know right? it also is what makes that easier to do also is social media the amount of video that can be captured now from just random standard happen to be witness and then repurposed and utilized. I mean, that's off the charts now. So that also plays a role in some of this. This case out of Orlando, it appears that there was no motivation behind them being reporters. I just, I mean, I know that that's getting a lot of attention and rightfully so. Um, but God, I mean, the child. go into a house and shoot a nine-year-old girl and her mom for absolutely no reason. Unrelated what in the world? The I, suspect, right at this point? Yeah. They, as of now, there is no. They don't believe there's any connection to the journalists or the mother and daughter. So a lot more. We'll wait for police to 
do their work and hopefully fill us in on a motive so we can at least understand what was at play here. But uh, that playing out in Orlando today. 844 on Wisconsin's Morning News. A lot of bizarre news on today, online today, all over the place. Actually, I just pulled this. Wait, hang on. Looking through some headlines. I was looking for information on something else, and this headline came up under the... This is actually from the BBC, but under its U.S. and Canada section, woman trampled by moose while walking dog. Oh, jeez. Which do you think that was, U.S. or Canada? Uh. <laughs> actually, trick question. It's Alaska. So all the way through Canada there, but still U.S. territory. I think she's going to be okay. I don't know. Good. Geez, those things are enormous, by the way. But I mentioned like number of different stories, and I talk all the time. We have our giant monitor here in the studio is split four ways. So we usually have four, six, twelve, and then we go one of the nationals, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, just depending. And today it was on CNN, and then we had all the locals. But they were in national coverage already when this popped up. But in a matter, a span of like a couple of minutes, we saw more strange stories. Than we could imagine. You want to start with the metal sphere? So it what popped the hell up. Is that thing? It, this uh, and this all played out in about two minutes. Two it minutes. Was during, bang, it was during bang, Brandon bang. Snide's sportscast. Like he <laughs> Poor was, Brandon, because Eric freaking... and I are watching the TVs. So and this reminds me of like a movie, like when they show like the cool chopper shot, and it's almost like a fake news report that you see on the screen of a movie or whatever. It, it's basically they show this giant metal sphere beached basically it, it apparently it floated off the coast of japan and beached itself and two guys in like scientific outfits are basically measuring this sphere wondering where it came from and it's metal and it looks you know like it came from out of space and all this stuff and we're looking at that like what in the what world is that thing and there's like you see them like measuring it they got special you know contraptions and tools they're using to measure what appears to be by the way a buoy <laughs> like here it's like making the news <laughs> like no big deal i was so excited till i realized wait that's a buoy that just you know they're not floating. sure no it's uh, the here's from the bbc uh, a, a large buoy. metal sphere that washed up on the shore in japan has perplexed the locals it's got like a ringlet or whatever like where you would tie it does the rope. have a little thing that probably I think it's was from world war ii anchored to something they say it's not a threat. <laughs> they did call in the bomb squad. Anyway, so we saw that first, which when you first see the shot of it, you're like, what, what in the world? That? What could that be? Is it dangerous? Is it extraterrestrial? You mentioned like the sight out of a movie. I thought the fault line thing looked like, like an yes. apocalypse movie. So that was the next shot. So the next shot we see, they're showing Turkey. And you may recall Turkey has had... A ton of earthquakes, uh, and they had that huge one and all those aftershocks, and it's been devastating, just absolutely devastating. Well, they showed drone video of the fault line. It's like you would expect if, show us, like you're, you're a Hollywood movie director, and you need to depict the scene of a devastating earthquake that's come yeah. through, and right, where the earth cracked, and it's the line, clear as day, through these fields. And yeah. And just all crumpled up in there. Wild video. There's, there's crops that are all kind of thrown around because of it. And it, they just, the drone just goes and goes and goes. It's showing like hundreds and hundreds of yards of that. And then shortly after that, on one of the other stations, pops up <laughs> the dog. <laughs> right. I feel bad laughing because I think the dog's the okay. The dog is okay. 
a dog, guys on the freeway, and I don't know why you have a camera in this direction. It almost looked like a wheel well camera. Like it was pointed backwards from, from the, the driver's side. Yeah, from the driver's side. And it's, you know, it's just showing traffic next to the vehicle. And all of a sudden, this puppy, this tiny, like, poodle-looking white, thing. White, fluffy thing. Yeah. Tiny dog. Just flies out of the car. Jumps. Onto the freeway. Yeah. Jumps out of the car, like, almost deliberately, like, ah! Yeah. Into traffic with a semi bearing down And it's like it. thumping. It's like, ba-doom, ba-doom. And it, it kind of gets its it gets to its feet after a couple of tumbles. And I was braced for the semi to just. <laughs> right. We thought that thing would get in the wheel and shot someplace. Not. Oh my gosh! It's semi stops. Dog goes into traffic, escapes like Frogger, escapes yeah. the next vehicle yeah. that's bearing down on it, and finds its way to the side of so, the freeway. So I don't know what's most remarkable about that. The fact that the dog actually was able to like come to its feet, which doesn't seem like it was very far. I mean, it tumbled for a bit. Imagine jumping out of a fifty mile per hour car or quicker. You're not. It's not like you're just walking. <laughs> yes. I mean, that thing spins and spins before he gets his feet. That or the fact that the truck did not hit him because the truck was right. feet. <laughs> Or the fact that all of this was somehow miraculously caught on camera, which I still don't get why the car would have this shot pointing backwards from its driver's side. Because the last shot they showed was the apparently the owners or maybe some passersby, but they had the dog with them, cradling the dog, and the dog was okay. But the most remarkable video, it it still goes. There's still more video. So this is all happening during a Brandon Sports Report. Bing, 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 bing. The last one, and we've seen this multiple times now, but still, every time we see it, we're like, can't look away. Gosh. I think this is what, Wyoming? I'm trying to remember where this was. It was snow covered. Snow covered area. Sheriff's deputy, so it looks like it's from the back of a squad or whatever. You're seeing, you're seeing uh, the rear squad camera aimed back towards sort of right. an accident scene, right? Yeah, and he's kind of standing there, and he's on the side of the road, and he starts shuffling his feet real quick, and he can't move very quickly because it's snowy and awful outside. And, and then <laughs> semi truck misses him by about six inches, and the truck was so off into like the median. Yeah. So he was walking up the left shoulder, and the truck. So the truck was totally off the road, not completely where you lost control. To see it yeah. and just and just crashes, you know, into the median someplace. Clearly, that driver lost control, could not stop the vehicle, and that guy just shuffled, shuffled, shuffled. At one point, I kept joking, like, at what point was he messing his pants? At that moment, or was no, it an hour later? Later, <laughs> like, oh my god, what just happened? When to you me? replay in your mind what's just gone <laughs> oh on? Oh my gosh. So anyway, that all happened during sports. Your top pick. For me, it's the dog. <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's dog amazing. that survived that. that was incredible. Just the video footage of it alone is amazing. 855, we'll find out what Steve Scafidi's got coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Just before 9 o'clock, Steve Scafidi joining us here real quick before he takes over for the next three hours. I asked the question earlier, shoveling that snow be like... I said sugar. I was going to swear there. Um, I haven't <laughs> shoveled mine yet. I'm waiting because it's supposed to soften up. It's supposed to be 38-ish. Yeah, 38 for So I'm going to come in hard in the afternoon and try to get it, get it done because then it's going to get cold. And But how? it's not going to be fun. I, I imagine it's wet and icy and... 
But I don't know what kind of condition it'll be in after it gets a little melt to it over there for you. Yeah. Did you shovel? Did when you Eric shovel and I already? both shoveled yesterday, it was, nice. it was just still pellets. I said it felt like shoveling sugar. But don't you have more now since after you shovel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So are you going to go home and do this? We'll see what happens. Yeah, we got kids. So do you. I don't have that uh, ability to pass that job off. Well, my kids had school today, so that is their excuse. Hey, I have some breaking news. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his darkness retreat. Oh, there we go. That according to the owner of the facility. Throw out my script for the show. There you go. <laughs> Next three hours, 855-616-1620. So he's back. So I'm curious. We should call Scott Berman. We had, we had some audio from him when before this all happened. The guy who owns the retreat, who talked about it. What Dark, it's like. Darkness retreats. Will he see the lights? Oh, oh. mark it down. Steve Scafidi <laughs> is next on WTMJ.